is this episode like the second year of us being on the podcast or the second year of us reselling? Because Oh, yeah, I think it is two years reselling, even though I started in April. And we started the, it came out like on the day we started the podcast. Remember, that's when we realized that we started the podcast one week after we started your account. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, I made the account, I did my secret method, we started the podcast. Like, (laughs) like, that's, well, this this, is gold. People are going to want to know this info. I'm one. Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we are our two-year poshiversary. Okay, it's a little late, but we're still celebrating it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, time flies. We did an episode last year on our first posh anniversary, um, and we wanted to do another one this year. We're excited to share the recap of the last year, everything that was super exciting that happened, all the highlights, and just take an episode and reflect. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So before we get into all of the reflecting, what's going on this week? Not too much going on this week, um, but I had one exciting update. So I know I had mentioned that I had been using Vendu now and doing some cross-listing over to Depop, Mercari, and Tradesy. And I did end up making a sale on Mercari last week and a sale on Depop last week. And got a few messages on Depop about some other stuff. So that was exciting. Active. I love it. Yeah. And it's like so fun whenever I've been, um, we'll talk more in our goals update, like where we are with the month and everything. But I've been, like, really close to staying on track for my goal. It has been so nice getting to add in the little extra, like, $90 or whatever it is. Oh, that's the best. Sales. When um, you think you have it all and then you're like, wait, I got to add in oh my car. And actually, don't forget about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that has been really exciting. Yeah. The only other update is, well, not to call you out, but you did mention to me you were planning to work from a coffee shop on Friday. So I just wanted to know if you did or not. Okay. I actually didn't because I had to go to the DMV on Friday and finally get a Texas driver's license. And I don't know why in my head it was just going to be like this quick little thing. Obviously not. And <laughs> it took up way longer than I expected. So then I just like ended up going home and working from my office the rest of the day but uh, I know sorry. I, I was thinking the same thing because when you mentioned you had told me that you're like oh I think I'm gonna go to a coffee shop on Friday and I'm like oh great idea we just talked about that I'll do the same and then I totally didn't do it either so we're doing it this week yes for sure it's happening yes but yeah not really too much new besides that 
I've been running a little mini closet sale in my closet this last weekend. So that's helped get a few extra sales in, but we've done so many full episodes lately. I'm running a sale that I'm not going to bore everyone with the details. <laughs> <laughs> What's new with you this week? Uh, well, I've been sourcing up a storm this week. So on Thursday night, I just decided to go to Plato's closet for a couple hours. And I think I got like five or six things. And then Saturday morning, I went to the bins, the Dallas bins all by myself. And I ended up getting 18 things to resell. I did get three items for myself. And yeah, I've been just just getting the inventory moving this past week. So I'm so proud. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I got everything photographed. I'm really proud of myself, too, because there was a couple items that had, like, a little bit of a stain on them, and sometimes I just, like, photograph the stuff, and I'm like, I'll deal with the stain later, which is, like, the worst way to do it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Because then when it sells, it's, like, not fun. It's, like, stressful because then you have to get the stain out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've done that, too, and I really don't recommend. Yeah. So there was, like, three items that had, like, little stains that I, like, treated before I photographed, before I did anything else. And, yeah, I'm very proud of myself for doing that. So otherwise, this past Friday, I had sent out the, like, Friday offers, sending out a good, like, percentage off on, like, Friday morning. And I had a decent amount of sales. It was really fun. That's just, like, I don't know. It just like makes the weekend so fun, like off to a good start when you have a good Friday. So definitely get the momentum going. Yes. We also went, this is unrelated, but I didn't tell you. Um, We went to this like wine bar in Lower Greenville on Friday night and we need to go next time you're here. It was so cute. There was like the wine was like on these taps and there was like plants everywhere and everything was like pink and cute. So we're going next time you're in town. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't remember we talked about this, but one of me and Rick's, I guess, summer resolutions, <laughs> if you can call yeah. it that, is because there's so many like cool restaurants in Phoenix and we were both kind of feeling like, I don't know, we get in a rut where it's like we go to the same like two or three places like whenever we're going to like go out to eat. But then it's like we never try anything new. So we have like a goal that we're trying to we're trying to go to like as many happy hours as possible where there's like at restaurants where they have like a small like happy hour food menu and drink menu. And we've done like two so far. It's like such a great way to check out a bunch of restaurants, but it's also like so cheap. Yeah, we literally we went to this one at this restaurant we never been to and it was just like so cute inside they had like a dj playing and like i don't know like all like the little patio misters were on since it's hot here now and it was just like really cute and for their happy hour menu they had like five dollar margaritas or sangria so we got that and then we got like this queso and we both had like a full taco entree and the whole total for everything was thirty dollars wow come on so now we want to go to happy hours like every day yeah (laughs) (laughs) well it works out well too because rick works so early and gets done 
Like, exactly. Like, like a lot of them are like weekdays, three to six. He gets done at two thirty. We might go to one tomorrow. <laughs> Perfect. So, <laughs> and the way I've been finding them, I recommend like on Instagram Reels or on TikTok. Like I just type in like Phoenix Happy Hours, and it's like there's like a, so many accounts that are just dedicated to being like checking out a happy hour in Phoenix. Da, 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 da. And they kind of like give a little overview of it. I literally have ten saved right now of ones I want to go to. Wow. <laughs> some there are rooftops. Go. Some are like sushi. So stay tuned for that. I might become one of those accounts where I'm posting happy hour reels. There you go. Last summer, for a few weeks, we were doing this thing called Sunday margaritas, where like instead of I mean, it doesn't rhyme very well. <laughs> like, <have> this... <laughs> we didn't spend a lot of time on the name. But, you know, like how you get the Sunday scaries and it's like all stressful yeah. the night before you go back to work. Then, like, we would be going, I'm explaining this so, it's like, we just would go get margaritas on Sunday nights. That yeah. Was it. it was kind of a fun thing. And we yeah, tried, and you like, were checking places. out all the different spots. Yeah. It's nice to do that every once in a while because, yeah, I totally get that where you get so fixated on, like, a few restaurants or a few places. Yeah, it's fun to just try some new things. Also, this past weekend, we were very active on our Poshmark Instagram pages making some reels. I'm pretty proud of us. (laughs) So I made one of, like, my morning routine when I go to the bins and... It was really fun. <laughs> it was like super quick to make, but yeah, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I like loved it. My favorite part of yours is when you take your wedding ring off and you're like, because I'm hoping to make a love connection at the bins, I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's the, the response. I, I know your comedy <laughs> account. I was loving it. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, no, we're loving making the reels lately. Well, I think it kind of started like, I remember when that started, whenever we would go on like trips to see each other, or, like trips anywhere, yeah. we started making like short reels just on our regular Instagram. So it's like, oh, we could just kind of do this all the time. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Well, it's crazy now. Like when you go on Instagram, the majority of the posts are videos. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I got to keep up. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for some more reels coming soon. You didn't share about your reel. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you just like glossed over it. Like, oh yeah, not, I made a are reel. Are not talking I, about it? <laughs> I deleted it. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I was making reels. Um, because I really like finding outfits on Pinterest or like on Instagram. If you see like an outfit you like. And then I'm always like keeping it in the back of my head when I'm thrifting. If I like see something like, like something I saw online. Yeah. And yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to make like a reel of like creating outfits. Okay. This is kind of a, I don't even know if you'll remember, but I think you will. Don't let me down. But do you remember on the style network, the show, the look for less? Yeah. <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah well me and Maddie were big fans of the look for less where they would like take a designer outfit and then on the style network they would like recreate it for less at like the mall yeah and it's kind of the same concept where I'm like oh I could like make like little short reels of thrifting outfits that are like inspired by an outfit that I found on Pinterest so I made one the other day and I've made a few more so I'm going to be posting those periodically Ooh, dropping soon dropping soon <laughs> nice but yeah, we are loving the reels lately. 
All right. And then the next segment, we haven't done one of these in a while, but we had a very exciting listener win that we had to share. This one's a little close to our hearts because it is from our sister, Macy, who is a friend Friend of the show. show. (laughs) (laughs) Guest star. Um, She texted us the other day that she spent some time relisting her entire closet. So I don't think she uses like a sharing service or anything so i'm pretty sure by hand she like copy listing all of her listings in her closet and she has seen some sales from doing that so great work macy we're proud yeah most notably she sold a denim jean skirt which we have not been able to sell in years so that's Uh, impressive (laughs) yeah finally get one off your hands (laughs) yes if you um listen to our hot takes episode that was one of them is we keep we kept sourcing jean skirts and then none of them would sell so <laughs> but okay actually now that i think about it i sold a jean skirt this weekend too are jean skirts back no we're not giving that <laughs> advice if All you right. have them let them sell through don't buy more <laughs> even if it's even if they're back i don't think we're going to participate in sourcing no i i know i personally will not they're just no <laughs> Even when I'm at the thrift store and they have like a jean skirt, like accidentally mixed in with the jean shorts, I'm like, oh, shudder. Like, <laughs> I know what's been getting me is whenever I'm at the bins, I'm like, but I'm at the bins. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, great job, Macy. <laughs> but back to Macy. Great job. <laughs> hey, Macy, kudos to you. Kudos, girl. All right, so that brings us to the main event today. We are taking a stroll down memory lane and looking back on our second year being Poshmark resellers. So we wanted to go through some of the best moments from the last year. To kick it off, a big highlight for me, and I know you as well, was your guys' trip to Dallas a few weeks ago or a few months ago. When we did all that sourcing at the two different bins in the area and Plato's and Salvation Army. Yeah, it was just so fun having you guys here. And we were all belly laughing, making the haul videos of all the items we picked up because we were like subtly roasting each other the whole time. (laughs) I forgot about the haul videos. We got to make more of those. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Texas trip was so fun. Always have a great time thrifting all together. And it's always fun, like, checking out a new city and kind of getting out of the normal. I remember after the trip, it's, like, so nice, too, because, like, it was such a productive poshing week still, even though we were, like, basically Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah, we want to plan more trips like that, especially, obviously, to see each other. But, like we have said, it'd be fun to go to different cities, too. Definitely. Another big highlight of the last year has been the podcast. We've loved making episodes week after week. I feel like the first year we had the podcast, you know, it's always a little starts a little slow when you start something new. Pretty much yeah. only our family was listening consistently. And flash forward to this year, we've seen like a big spike in our listenership over the last 12 months. And that's been like super cool. You know, we can see some of those analytics on our like back end of where we post our episodes. But more so than that, we've even noticed like we've been getting like more and more messages, even on Poshmark of people like liking our items and then being like, I listen to the podcast. And we just think that's so fun. So 
thank you for listening. And it's been a big highlight of our year. Yes, totally agree. A big moment for me this year was going to the bins for the first time all by myself. And it was to a location I had never gone to. So that was really intimidating, but I'm really proud I did it. And it just like makes me confident to go really to a bins anywhere and be willing to check out thrift stores at any location. But that was a big, a big milestone for me. (laughs) Seriously, it can be intimidating the first time if you're going to go by yourself. It's like, there's safety in numbers at the bin sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know what you're walking into. <laughs> yeah. No, great work. Even over the last year, I've just gotten so much more comfortable with like the bins and thrifting in general. The first couple times we went, like it seemed like way more intimidating, but now we're kind of getting the swing of it. A big highlight for me this last year was when I was one of the recipients for the Poshmark Heart and Hustle grant. That was like so exciting. And I found out on the day of my my one year anniversary of going full time on Poshmark. We're all about celebrating the anniversaries here. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that was just really exciting. Yeah. And it's been like really fun. Like it's been really fun. Like they add you to that group when you win. So you're kind of connected with other resellers too that were also recipients. And it's been like I don't know. I was just really proud about that. And it was just really exciting when it happened. I couldn't believe it. So definitely. Yeah. We're still so proud of you about that. That's amazing. I just love the name heart and hustle. Like (laughs) do have heart and hustle. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Also a big moment for us this past year was selling to buy, sell trade stores for the first time as like resellers. So that is something we've got really excited about in the last year and have worked into our like overall strategy as resellers. So that is a big change for us. I want to do that again more. Like I feel like at the beginning of this year, we both were in a really good swing of going like all the time. And I feel like you've gone more recently, but I I need to go back and do that again because I forget how fun it is when you get the credit. I know I should have taken like my bin stuff that I got on Saturday. I should have taken some of it just straight there, but maybe I'll try to do that this week. I could could use a good Buffalo exchange haul. Trading post. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just so fun to get some of those like really good items. Like, obviously, I've talked about it a lot, but my dress that sold for $160, like that was really exciting. And that wouldn't have happened if we weren't doing the Buffalo trading. So it's a good side project that keeps you into reselling. You know what I mean? Like kind of having those big sales every once in a while. Yeah, definitely. Another highlight was I got to go to that posh party recently when they had, they've been doing their posh IRL events that are, I know now they've done Dallas, Phoenix. I think they did like Portland. And I think, I think they, they did, did Chicago. Chicago. I just saw it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So I got to go to the one in Phoenix here, which was awesome. Such good vibes meeting everyone. They had like a little really fun setup. It felt like you were at like a work conference or something. And especially being full-time with reselling, it can be a little lonely sometimes. And it literally felt like I was at a work happy hour, work conference kind of thing, meeting, which was really fun. And having those things to look forward to is really fun. And then our last proud moment from the year is being way more consistent with the podcast episodes. I, we're so proud of ourselves. We're really trying to stick to a schedule 
and you know missing a few weeks here and there but nowhere near to how much we were missing the last year and I know I know as a listener of a lot of other podcasts I really appreciate when things come out on a normal schedule and it's fun to have like a new episode every week so we're super proud of ourselves for doing that and being way more consistent with it and that's something we want to definitely take into this next year as well. Yes, totally agree. The first year when we had our podcast, we were just kind of putting the episodes up like whenever we had a new one ready and not really like a schedule. And I just like looked at our episode list. And so we did 20 episodes between like when we started the podcast, June, 2020 to June, 2021. And then since last June, we've had 48 episodes since our. Wow. uh, Yeah. So that's like a big improvement more than double. (laughs) That's crazy because there's only 52 weeks in a year. So yes, we did post two throwback episodes, I will say, but, but yeah, no. So I think that's something where we like love making the podcast and it's been fun getting the episodes every week or having new episodes go up every week. Yes. So now we want to talk about some of our biggest takeaways from the year. So the first one is running sales periodically. You know, this last year was the first time we really implemented running sales into our strategy. And it took a little practice to like figure out how to do it and like successfully run a sale. We've made full episodes about that, but it has made a big difference. And even from a like standpoint of staying interested in Poshmark and keeping us engaged it has helped a lot at least for me (laughs) we were kind of laughing so if you go back to our episode from our one year anniversary from last year we're using basically like the same outline and one of our like one of the things that we had called out in our that was in that outline was that like we, we must have had a two for $25 sale and we're like, it did work. But I think this is like, even last year when we made that episode, it was like before we ever really had success running a sale. And now we are like loving running sales. So every two to three months, it helps us really get the, get the ball rolling again. If we're feeling stagnant, another big takeaway from the last year is staying flexible with changes that might come up. A lot has changed on Poshmark. Even, I mean, so much has changed since two years ago when we first started. Like, yeah, we're always like trying out new stuff and trying to keep things fresh the best we can with using what we have. So I think just being more go with the flow and being able to stay flexible when these changes come up, that's helped not only us like stay as successful as we can and also just kind of, I think it like helps our mindset. So we're not like constantly stressing out about the changes. Like we know the changes are going to happen. So just staying, staying flexible with it is a really big advice that we would want to give to like people starting out reselling because there's definitely changes. (laughs) Yeah. And even being flexible with like the sourcing too, because like Mm. the longer we've been doing this, it's like you have to change like how you think about certain brands or categories or items because like the trends change. So like something that was really hot two years ago when we started that like sold for a lot might not be selling for a lot now. So like 
I don't know. Just being flexible with that mindset of not just like, oh, I've sold this before. I can sell it again. It's like, but did you sell it two years ago at this point? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I I was thinking about that because I sort of used to sell Madewells for like $60 minimum. Yeah. Like all the time. That's what I'm thinking about too. They still will sell, and especially some styles still sell well, but there's a lot of styles that. I feel like we could have got like 50 or 60 bucks for two years ago that now you can get like 25 bucks for. <laughs> There's just so much more out there. Yeah. It used to, yeah. they used to be um, faster flips too. So like, it's not, it used to be like finding Madewells was like, oh, obviously I'm going to buy it. And now it's kind of like, okay, you know, thinking about it more, just being flexible with things like that. Oh, sorry. I wanted to say one more thing about being flexible too, of being flexible, like with yourself of like acknowledging when you have a lot going on and like thinking about what you can do about it rather than just being like disappointed with the total, like thinking about how you attacked May this year and like still had a great month and had a lot of personal plans going on compared to like last year you had a situation like that and it like you know, didn't go as well. Maybe I think fumbled th- a little. Maybe fumbled just a touch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're just a touch stressed. I but- always see we're talking about July again. We're talking about July again. <laughs> they know. This is a trigger warning. We're talking about July. Okay. So whenever I go into my closet insights now where you can see the bar graph, it yeah. is like so sad. Whenever you look, if you switch it to like, I think there's a way to switch it to the last 12 months finally yeah. next month it's gonna go away but i can still see july on there when i go to 12 months <laughs> <laughs> just get it out i of don't there. need that negativity in my life for that low bar <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah no that's such a good point because and, and also just like even if even if you're gonna have a busy season and you're not able to like prep and like yeah still create sales as if you're like not busy it's good to just stay flexible and also give yourself like realistic expectations of like, okay, well, I'm probably like, if you have a really busy month or a really busy personal life stuff going on, don't set the bar like the same as how you would on a month where you're like totally dedicated and you did all this prep, you know? Right. Or on the other flip side too, like acknowledging, like, say you have like, you know, all this free time or something and want to push yourself. Yeah. And going for it those times too. And be flexible and then just yeah prep and plan yeah all right and then our last one is consistent listing so I have been on both ends of this where I'm like really consistent with listing and really not consistent with listing even within the last like four months here and it does really make a big difference in seeing regular sales not just sales like on the weekends only but like more consistent sales and it really does help just like keep you in, in the game. You know what I mean? Like just uh, having a better routine with doing it as well. So that is a big piece of advice we have. Some times are better than others. Some seasons are easier than others to keep up with consistently listing. But I, when we're like scrolling on Instagram and we see other full-time resellers that are really killing it and doing a lot more in sales and stuff than we do. That's like one thing across the board that like, I think everyone agrees, like the biggest thing, get having new items in your closet all the time and making that a big priority is like the biggest thing you can do 
to increase sales? I mean, it's typically one of our goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when it's not, it like kind of, it's like the goals are somehow tied to it. No matter yeah. Why. It's like, I mean, it's go sourcing three times a week. It's like, yeah. That, it involves listing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, especially like with all like the algorithm changes and stuff like that, that's happened. It's like the one thing you can control is like how many new items you're putting up and like what kinds of items and staying really on top of your routines with that. It's easier said than done sometimes. Sometimes time can get away from you and you might miss some days, but the more you can just consistently have new stuff going live in your closet every day, I think does help. So next we have a really fun segment. So last year when we did our one year recap, we set some goals for the next year and this is our like Billie Eilish Vogue interview segment <laughs> where <laughs> she would always like do these interviews every year and then like watch herself watch the interview the next year and like every year it just like grows and grows and grows and like she's shocked at like the success from the year before and they're super inspiring to watch. So if you don't know what we're talking about, definitely look it up because they're really cute. Basically, we set a couple goals last year and we wanted to see how well we did at manifesting them. Check in on the progress. <laughs> so do you want to yes. tell us what your goals were and how they went? Yeah. So my first goal was to be hitting $5,000 a month-ish, it says. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel good about that. Like, yeah, for the most part, all my months, the last six months have been for sure, like over 4,000 and getting close to 5,000. And right now my trend for this month is to be above that. So I'm feeling good about that. I feel like called my shot and it manifested. Love it. <laughs> um, and my second goal that I had set was, I wanted to be on more than one platform more consistently. This was before <laughs> the eBay. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was. It I was because then it's like it, it happened in June. I think it's like two weeks <laughs> after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I had I was just bright eyed and bushy tailed looking ahead on my on our second year, and I was. <laughs> gonna be on multiple platforms i was gonna be we had been a little bit on mercari but like not really that much and then i wanted to get on depop and ebay sadly my ebay account was flagged still don't really know why i tried to get it fixed they said no so um yeah um i hadn't even made any sales yet i seriously don't know what i did wrong it's all my same listings from poshmark were up there but so that didn't go well, but I am on Depop and Tradesy now. I still have yet to make a Tradesy sale, but yeah, I think I feel feel good about it. I feel like I still could have probably done a better job of like being really consistent with that over the last year, considering I basically wasn't doing it. And then last month I started, so kind of got in on the 11th hour with this one, but still. <laughs> still counts. Still counts. How are your manifestations? Pretty good. So my first one was to double my earnings. <laughs> and it. I was looking at my seller insights and 
if I change it to of all time, my 2020 bar is half the size of my 2021 bar. So oh, nice. I think I did good. My 2022, I'm a little bit behind of where I wanted to be, but I think I'm going to make up a lot of ground in the second half of the year when those sweaters start flying off the shelves. But I'm feeling <laughs> good about that. My goal is to have the bar graphs like keep going up. I don't think it's going to be realistic to keep like doubling it now, but... But yeah, I think that went pretty well. And then my other goal was to double my closet size. I really was into doubling, I guess. We listened back to the episode and I am talking about how I wanted to get my closet to 400 listings because I was at 200 listings. Right now I'm at 274, which is obviously, you know, not 400, but I'm making strides in the right direction and I'm feeling good about it too because like, smarter sales though in the last year than in the year before of you know being more strategic and picking up uh better items in this past year I know I started 2022 with like a lot of sourcing in December and I started out the year at a little over 300 listings and then Mm. it kind of trickled down as I wasn't sourcing at all for the first couple months of the year you know, I'm kind of making my way back up, making some moves in the right direction. I don't know if 400 would still be a goal for me, but definitely seen an increase. So I'm okay with that. I think it's like always a balance of if you'd rather have like less items that sell for more, or if you're trying to crank out like a bunch of items at a lower cost. So it's always like a teeter totter effect. Yeah. Yes. So also we had a list of bucket list items for Poshmark and we have some updates on this so thrifting in new areas is like always on our list and something we did do this past year just while we were traveling and things checking out some different thrift stores I mean me finding a Goldie's in Austin was very exciting yes (laughs) For thrifting in new areas, like, especially when we visit each other, it's like a new area to each of us. But I know, like, especially when we take trips separately, unfortunately, not all our trips can be all together with you and me. It's been fun whenever we check out a new city that we get to do some thrifting, which we, like, love. One of our bucket list items from last year was that we wanted to attend Posh Fest in person. We had high hopes about this. They ended up switching it to virtual again about like a few weeks out from it oh yeah I forgot yeah but but before that I think we had decided we weren't going to be able to go anyway I think it was going to be in Florida and then yeah then a a few weeks before they just switched it to all virtual anyway so it was kind of like oh good thing we didn't like book tickets and do all that that's something we're gonna set some goals for this upcoming year but I know like going to a posh fest especially after how fun just the Phoenix posh party was, I'm like highly interested to go to a real posh fest in person. And if we both go, then that would give us a really good opportunity to thrift in a new area. If it's somewhere new for us. True. Definitely. But the downside would be, we would have to compete with all the other resellers that would probably be also in town. (laughs) No, we've, we've thought about this. We have to go early. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We go a couple days early. Okay. Oh, Us and the room. Sisters Who Posh listeners go a couple days early, but yeah, nobody yeah. else. Yeah, the <laughs> SWP army <laughs> rolls in three days early. <laughs> yes. And then also we had it as a bucket list item to sell 
an item in all 50 states. And I think you did this last year, right? Yeah. Did you? I, I was missing one of the Dakotas. I can't remember mm. for like the longest time, but it came through. I did get all 50. Maddie had the good idea to print out a map of the United States and then we could fill it in. Yeah, we both probably have to do some updates to make sure ours is up to date. AKA, I haven't even printed mine out for this year. I think yet. we got to start a new one each year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of fun to do all at once though and just. You know, get the get the markers, coloring them in. Yeah, definitely. So that was really fun. Another bucket list thing that we had mentioned last year that we wanted to update on is we had like big interest in getting one of those Nordstrom palettes, really any type of liquidation palette where you get a big box of like hundreds of inventory items for a super low cost. And then we had visions of like, getting it forklifted into one of our garages and us just going through it and listing it all. We're like less keen on doing that now. I don't know. I think as we've gotten better at sourcing and thrifting brands we like, I don't know that I would like getting a reseller box full of stuff that I'm like, that we didn't select. Cause what if it's all duds, you know? Yeah. I would much rather like change that to us taking a trip to city that has a bins and just going crazy with the suitcases and filling them up and then going home like yeah that would be a better bucket list item yeah more interested in that like we kind of like picking out our own inventory yeah I still think it would be kind of cool like to try once because I know people do have good luck with the palettes I think it just takes a lot of research to figure out which one to get and that's just kind of a lot of money to tie up yeah, all at once. It's not really top of our bucket list anymore where we're like, we need to do this right now. I just really like the visual of it like getting pulled into a garage though. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to figure out another, like maybe the bin stuff pulling it into the garage will be a fun thing. But Well, every time that we've been with our dad, he's always like, I could do a pallet as an investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's really trying to get in on our Poshmark businesses at all times. He bought the book. Now he's apparently selling his baseball cards. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah. <laughs> so adorable. But yeah. But yeah, that was our goals from last year that we called out. So now we just wanted to do a little manifesting for this upcoming year. Yes. So what, what are your goals, you know, for next year? Where yeah. do you want to be at? Like this time next year, I would like to be at more of like a $7,500 sales mark per month, I think. With another year under my belt, I like to think I could do it. You'll get 7, there, yeah. Yes. Nice. <laughs> what about you? I think for me, ideally in one year, being like part-time, it's just like hard to predict. But I think if I could manifest anything for my Poshmark a year from now is to like have consistent listings and like be in it and be outsourcing once or twice a week at different places and like those seem really basic but like being excited about Poshmark and like having new inventory coming in regularly not just like a lot and then nothing for two months and then a lot you know what I mean like just being more consistent with it yeah so we're manifesting like 
regular good thrift trips where you find a lot of good stuff that you're excited about (laughs) yes definitely love that I want that too (laughs) yes of course awesome well this has been fun to just walk down memory lane and think about how this last year went and how we want the next one to go we love goals here at Sister Sue Posh so (laughs) not surprising (laughs) that we enjoy episodes like this but I think it's important to like think about why you're doing it and like where you want to be like even for me to not just say like oh I want to double my numbers or whatever like you know think about it personally because it's going to be different for everybody of what you want to do so this was super fun and I know we'll be back next year doing another one of these how our third year on Poshmark and having the podcast went yes we are like such a sliver of the Billie Eilish success, but I'm like, what if next year it's like, who knows what could happen? We could be major poshers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We're going to yeah. look back on this and wow, so humble. Like <laughs> <laughs> our humble beginnings. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hopefully. <laughs> so then, just to close out the episode, we're going to just end with our favorite segment. It's our goal. Goal. All right, we're recording on June 13th here. We we used to be really good about having our episodes kind of canned ahead of time, but not anymore. It's coming out in like nine hours. (laughs) Where are we at for the month? We're a little under halfway through. Plenty of month left. Anything could happen. Plenty of month left. What's going on? The month is going pretty good. I had... Like I said, I had a good Friday sales day, but then like the days around it just kind of quiet. It's like, come on, like I'm trying to get the momentum going and then <laughs> nothing. But right now I'm at 342 in sales for the month, which is behind my goal of $1,000. So, you know, not not too far behind where it's over or I need to reset the goal. But, you know, we have a little bit of ground to make up, but that's okay. My second goal was to list 68 new items in the month of June. And as of today, I have listed 45. <gasps> Woohoo! So that is ahead of schedule. Way ahead of schedule. 66%. Yeah. I'm very proud of that. I had so much fun like going to the bins and I listed all of my bins items. I actually have a couple still left to list, but but well, yeah. I'm more proud. I'm more proud because you kept mentioning Bjorn stuff that needed to be listed. Finally did it. Finally did, and a few of them have sold. Yes, it was worth it. So yeah, that that goal seemed really big at the beginning of the month, and now that it's two thirds the way done, I'm feeling really yeah. good about it. And I'm like, okay, I could do, I could do more items. I'll check back. Hopefully, you know, since I listed a bunch yesterday, I'll start seeing some sales come in over the next couple of days to help me with the sales goal. But feeling pretty good. How about you? How are your goals going? My goals are going good. For sales, I'm at 2,200. Oh, wait, I forgot about the Mercari. Oh, <gasps> that's already so good. I'm at 2,331. Nice. So I am on track to make the sales goal right now, but I was coming up a little short 
over the weekend. So I decided to run a 60% off sale when you bundle two or more items in my closet. And I was able to clear out some, some inventory that way of some older things, which I was super excited to see go always during a sale. And with that little extra boost of sales from the weekend, now I'm back on track where I'm projecting to make the month again. My second goal was to list 10 items a day that I'm doing okay with. I'm trying to like do even maybe a little bit more than 10 per day. All last week, like the first 10 days of June, all that went really well. I was doing really consistent with the listings. And then since I've been having the sale over the weekend, I did go thrifting and I have a bunch of stuff on my clothing rack to list this week, but I haven't, I've taken like three days off listing entirely just while I was running the sale. I didn't want the new stuff to be part of the 60% off. Mm, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I feel like some of the other months where I've been, I probably made the same amount of sales by this time, but a lot of times it's like, I have like one or two, like really high spikes and then I'll have like a few like super low days. Yeah. This month, it's like, just been like trucking along. Like I have, in order to make $5,000 a month, I have to make like $166 every day. Normally it's like, like I said, it's like really high highs and then really low lows and kind of like equals out to that. Where this one, like if I look at my bar graph and closet insights, only one day is below a hundred dollars. And I do have a few, like a little bit of spikes, but overall they're all pretty even. <laughs> so oh, wow. That's awesome. good. Yeah. Just, we'll see how the month ends up. Anything could happen. Awesome. All right. Well, we will be back next week with another episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to give us five stars on Apple podcast or Spotify. We absolutely love to see those. And if you have any questions or a listener win to share with us or any feedback or anything, want to get a hold of us, you can DM us on Instagram at sisters who posh or send us a message to our email, sisters who posh at gmail.com. Awesome. We'll talk to you next week. Love you, Taylor. Love you too. Bye. Bye.